0: This is episode number 17 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast and today we have Tomasz from Fuji Love stopping in to tell us how he's coming to America so stay tuned. And hello, welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm the publisher of Street Photography Magazine, Bob Patterson. Thanks for joining joining us. And this is actually an extra episode. We committed to publishing two podcasts a month on the second of the month. I'm sorry, the second Friday of the month and the fourth Friday of the month. But uh, this is the third week of the month, and we're having a special episode because I had a chance to talk to Tomáš from Fuji Love. And I'm doing something different. I'm recording this on a Saturday night. I rarely do much meaningful work at night normally it's during the day but it's saturday night it's about 60 degrees fahrenheit outside and you know i live in the north normally it's uh below freezing so i'm sitting here and i'm sipping on a grand Manier, just uh kicking back and so we're going to talk a little bit of photography. And we'll get to Tomas very, uh, very shortly. Yesterday, which was Friday the 20th, not the most important thing that happened on the Friday the 20th, but we did have an inauguration. We have a new president now. Things are going to be different here in the United States. Don't get me started. This is not a political show. It's a photography show. So more important than that is we published the January issue of Street Photography Magazine. And it's uh, it's a really good one. You know, we're starting out the year strong. One of a new favorite photographer of mine is Juliet Mansour. She is the featured photographer and uh, only been out for 24 hours now. So make sure you you definitely have a look. But we did have a big announcement. Now, this is not a Fuji Fest today. I know we're having Tomash on and he's the, the Fuji guy. And I happen to be a Fuji photographer myself. But yesterday on the 20th, Fuji announced the, the brand new X100F as in Frank, or fourth, and that's what it stands for. It's the fourth generation of the X100 camera. It's the camera that got me, the original X100 is what got me into the the Fuji world. It looks like a really good one. I tell you what, though, if you want to know about this camera, just do a search on Fuji X100F. I'm not going to go into the details because I think every photographer on the planet, other than me, had an evaluation unit. And every one of them released a review of the camera as soon as they could. It was sometime in the middle of the night on Friday. Uh, You know, I knew the announcement was coming, and I was even looking into the evening and didn't see it. And I got up Friday morning and looked, and there must have been 50 evaluations of this camera. So you don't need me to tell you more about it. It looks really good. A couple things that I like about it. I've been shooting with the X100 since they came out. You know, I have an X100S, and uh, I, I really like it. Some of the things that bother me about it, it's it's a little slow on the focus and it's not real, uh, not real accurate. It would would back focus a lot. Um, so it's supposed to have really snappy autofocus, which which is very good for that camera. It's using the same battery that that you use on the the XT units and the um, the X Pro, the X Pro One, and the X Pro Two. And that's really nice. It's a bigger battery. It lasts longer. Previously, they came with a small battery that didn't last very long. So if you're out on the streets all day, you have to keep several batteries in your pocket. So that's really nice. And this one also is a 24 megapixel. Now, personally, I don't care. I think the 16 that was available on the the older generation of Fujis was perfectly fine. But the nice thing about the 24 megapixels... Is that I, apparently they needed that much resolution to pull off some of their new film simulations, which in particular is the the uh, Acros or Acros or you can pronounce it like twelve different ways, and that is a beautiful black and white film. And the film itself, the real film, is a very very fine grained and uh, retains a lot of detail in the, in the blacks. It's very very nice, and I, I saw. It was Ted Vieira. He did a, a comparison between the actual film and the digital simulation. You couldn't tell the difference. And it's really, really beautiful. If you shoot black and white, I think this is worth the price of admission to any of the newer Fujis. You know, the X-T2, the X-Pro2, and now the X-100F. Now, I'm, am I going to get one? I don't know. The jury's still out. I mean, it looks great. I'm lusting after it. Or I'm lusting after the uh, X Pro 2 as well, but I already have an X T1 and an X Pro 1, and I and I love them all. And my uh, X100S just works great. It's a it's a beautiful camera. So I'm probably not gonna do it right now, but I will definitely have my eye on it. I just I love that camera. You know what? I probably shoot with the X100 series probably 90% of the time. Because it's just so easy. You just grab it and go. You don't have to make any decisions about lenses. You know, when I travel and I try to take lenses with me, I stress out over it. And then I just grab that camera and and I'm perfectly happy with it. But that's just me. Everybody's different. Okay, uh, this episode of the Street Photography Magazine podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. And we have a brand new publication out. It's a guidebook, and we're starting a series of guidebooks. And this one is called Leave Your Photographic Legacy in a Digital World. And it's because many times, and I've been publishing this magazine for four years now, and many times I've had so many people say to me, you know, I, I don't want to die and leave my, not have anybody see my work. Um, like Vivian Mayer, I mean, I talked about her before. She passed away. She shot thousands and thousands of rolls of film, and it was all in a box and almost thrown away. And luckily, somebody found them at a garage sale and was able to publish her work and make her known. And had that not happened, she would have passed away, and none of us would have been the wiser. And I think it would have been a loss for the entire photographic community. And a lot of people don't want that happening to them. And many people struggle with understanding... The digital world, you know, what to use and what not to use. So, we wrote the first version of this ebook, and we plan on releasing more. And basically, it teaches you how to do certain things, how to understand your market. I mean, who do you want to see your work? And then, once you understand who your market is, once you understand what they want and what they need, uh, we give you action steps on how to do that and how to use the the Internet to, to find that out. And then we help you get your own website. Lots of people have websites. Lots of people have websites gathering dust. How do you get a domain name? An easy way to get a domain name. Um, which platforms are best if you want to start out free or you want to try something out or how to get started with uh, WordPress itself. We show you examples of other photographers' sites on these various platforms. And then we talk about online communities. I mean, it's very important to be involved in a community. How do you get involved in online communities? Which ones are best for street photographers? And we give you a checklist to help you get involved and stay involved to not only learn more yourself, but to help others learn, and which is also very important because we all have something to show to other people. And we help you determine which social media sites would be best for you. And we always teach master one social media outlet. Don't worry about being on everything. Pick one and get good at it. And that's a great place to meet people to get them to come back to your website, which is your home base and where you control the environment and you control the message. And then next, we help you get the attention of busy people to help you stand out in the crowd so they find you through social media, and then come to your your site to know more about you and about your story. And then finally, every section contains a checklist, because most people just don't know what to do. So we've written checklists for you to keep on track every day and every month. So again, it's called Leave Your Photographic Legacy in a Digital World, and we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, the ad on our website, plus it's available through our iOS app as well. It's only $7.99. And as I said, it's the first version of this. If you happen to buy it now, you have access to future versions at no extra cost. Now I have, I guess it's a bit of a tip. Um, we've been getting lots of questions from people about you know, how best to shoot on the streets. And this one comes from Sam at Charleston, South Carolina. Sam says that he typically shoots in ap- aperture priority mode. And when he's out, when the light's rather low, his photos are blurry. And I'm guessing he's he's experiencing motion blur. You know, this happened to me a lot, and I've, I've seen this happen to a lot of other people, particularly at night or in the evening. And uh, Sam didn't say what camera he uses, but I'm guessing the problem is he's using auto ISO. um, He's shooting an aperture priority. And if he's on auto ISO, you've got two different variables there. And your camera's making a choice. And sometimes it's making two choices. And, you know, so this is what ISO should I be shooting at? You know, what sensitivity level should I be shooting at? And auto ISO, most newer cameras use auto ISO. And it has several settings that come with it. You set a, a low range. Like one hundred or two hundred, and then you set a top range it's going to set automatically between one hundred i s o and say sixty four hundred and then there's another setting in there, and that's your shutter speed, so you say you set a shutter speed of sixty uh one sixtieth of a second, so you're at auto i s o one hundred and then when and you're shooting at aperture priority and your shutter speed. All of a sudden, 160th of a second isn't fast enough to get the right exposure, then it goes to the next ISO level, which is 200 or 400 or whatever. And then again, it increments up to 160th of a second, and you, and you need to go faster than 160th, then the ISO jumps up again. Well, here's what I found helped me. I, I ran into the same problem, and, and I've lost lots of shots at night or like inside. And I learned that it's better to shoot in manual mode. So typically I'll shoot at anywhere between F4 and F8 uh, on the aperture. And I set my shutter speed fast, fairly fast, 1 250th of a second or 1 500th of a second. But then I keep the auto ISO. So when I'm out in the street, even during the daytime, you know, you're moving around, you're moving the camera quickly. People are moving fast past you. Well, if you've got the faster shutter speed, you're going to freeze the action. Usually, I've seen the default in the uh, auto ISO settings to be like 1 60th of a second. Well, that's pretty slow when you've got people moving quickly on the street or you move, you're move, you moving quickly. You're shooting from the hip or you're lifting it up. So that's why it's better to shoot at the faster shutter speed. I was just reading somebody the other day who uses the same technique, and I think he keeps his at 1 500th of a second. Now, when I'm in a dark area, say I'm shooting at night on the street, I will typically set my ISO at a fixed uh, setting of 6,400. Hey, if I get one of these these new X100Fs, I'll, I'll probably keep it at uh, 12,000 because I hear it's beautiful even at 12,000. Um, and then I'll shoot at uh, aperture priority. And that that seems to work really well for me. So, Sam, give that a try. If anybody else has any recommendations or ideas, uh, send them in. You can go to feedback at streetphotographymagazine.com and uh, share yours with us because, I, you know, I, I don't know everything. I just know what works for me. Now it's time for Tomáš from Fuji Love. Tomáš was with us, well, about six month, months ago back in August. He publishes the Fuji Love magazine and Fuji Love website, and even if you're not, if you don't shoot Fuji, it doesn't matter. There is some really good stuff on there, some great photography techniques from all genres of photography. And especially he has uh, many articles from Damien Lovegrove from the UK. He's a portrait photographer. He used to be a lighting expert with the BBC, and now he's a photographer. And he just does amazing things with light, and uh, you can learn so much from him. It doesn't matter what kind of camera you use. So, you know, don't let the camera brand you use keep you from visiting the Fuji Love website or the magazine. It's it's a really good magazine. He's got great stuff in there. Uh, I'm jealous. He does a great job. Uh, good designer. But uh, so he's going to talk a bit about the magazine, but he's going to talk about an event that he's hosting in New York City uh, the last weekend in February I forget what he calls it, Fuji love in New York. He's got some really good speakers. It's going to last two days. So it's going to be a Saturday and a Sunday. And they're going to have a little get together with the photographers. I don't have a list of everybody. He's going to go into it. Valerie Jadon is going to be there. If you're a street photographer, you have to go see her speak. And Damien Lovegrove is going to be there. And I guess he's going to do a hands-on portrait session. Yeah, I'm going to try to get there. I'm going to be away twice in February, but I'm going to try to get there. It's it's like three hundred ninety nine dollars. Doesn't matter what kind of camera you use. I mean, three hundred ninety nine dollars to be with people this caliber for two days and be able to mix with them afterwards. It, what a deal! Anyway, I, I will let uh, Tomasz speak for himself. So, sit back and listen to Tomasz from Fuji Love. <music> And I'm pleased to have back today Tomas from Fuji Love. He is one busy guy. He was on with us back in the summertime of 2016. And uh, he's got so much going on, I thought I'd bring him in to talk about some of the things. uh, Because he's actually coming to the U.S. in late February with a really interesting event. So, Tomas, welcome.
1: Welcome back to Street Photography Magazine. Hello, hello, Bob, and uh, thank you so much for, for having me again on the show. My pleasure. So,
0: I don't know, we might as well get right into it. Um, not long ago, I I discovered that you're having a, a big event in New York for, I guess you don't have to be a Fuji lover, but, you know, it looks really interesting. So, rather than me trying to wing it,
1: why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, that's correct. So, um uh, long story short so as you know i, I started uh, you know with the fujilaf community and the fujilaf magazine um in uh, last year 2016 the website started uh, went went online in 2015 and in april 2016 we launched the fujilaf magazine and we just now um released the 10th issue of the magazine so it was our little you know anniversary here <laughs> little mis- milestone and uh, all those months you know of 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 Fuji love community growing and, you know, exchanging conversation and um, talking to people in Facebook groups and so on. Uh, I had always this nagging feeling, you know, growing in me that would be actually nice at some point to to get some Fuji film, you know, enthusiasts and Fuji lovers to get some to get people together live, you know, so actually some of us could meet in person. Uh, because I find we are we are living in this virtual world you know exchanging images talking chatting online uh, through messengers and and um, different uh, uh, you know apps but nothing can actually substitute you know talking to someone right in in person I, I'm still I'm a very digital guy but I still actually I, I really enjoy this you know meeting someone in person this human interaction so so I was you know I started brainstorming and um, came up with the idea. Of a, of a live event it's called Fuji love live uh, so it says everything right <laughs> and uh, it's happening in New York uh, 25th 26th of February this is a uh, this is I guess is the last weekend of February Saturday Sunday and uh, what it is basically it's a it's a series of me mi- I would call them mini workshops and presentations uh, by some of the top, most, you know, uh, uh, renowned Fujifilm official ex-photographers, that's how you call them, right? The, the the photographers who are working directly with Fujifilm. And so, people who know the, the system very, very well. And so I got in touch with uh, with four uh, Fujifilm ex-photographers, and uh, my idea was to cover different kinds of photography. So, uh, the, the names I ended up with are uh, Elia Locardi, uh, very, you know, famous, not only as a Fuji film photographer, but very you know, successful and uh, popular landscape photographer. We have, and this is probably most interesting for the listeners of your podcast. We have a famous street photographer, Valerie Jardin. We we all know Valerie. she's doing a great job and is a wonderful photographer. Um, we have Damien Lovegrove from the UK, one of the top, you know, Fuji portrait photographers. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, he he does
0: great stuff.
1: He does some excellent stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm and, sorry to uh, interrupt. But... No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I'm always, you know, uh, reacting the same. Damien yeah. is just a, a god, you know. And mm-hmm. and then we have Karen Hatton. Uh, excellent, uh, you know. I, w- I, I don't even know how she defines herself these days, but surely she 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 does some fantastic landscape work and travel photography. But she's she will be talking about you know inspiration and motivation very much. I mean, this is. This is, I think, this thing, the, the, the topic which, um, yeah, she explores these days very, very deeply, you know, is diving very deep into, into motivation. So she will be showing her images, where, talking about her images and about um, inspiration and motivation as a photographer. So I have those four excellent, excellent uh, Fuji shooters and... Um, each of them will be delivering during this event during this weekend will be del- delivering two presentations, you know, two uh, two hours long presentations, mini workshops, um, and everything will be happening in a in a wonderful location. I'm very very happy. I found this location. It's called Bass House Studios. It's a it's it's a very active actually very popular very you know. Um, um looked after so to speak a, a photography studio in in east village in new york and uh w- with, with a quite a long you know tradition and history so it's a wonderful location and uh all of this will be happening in the studio so uh people uh attending the event will be there and uh, our speakers uh elia valerie karen and damien will be delivering you know according to the schedule of the event their presentations so uh just a bomb, you know, Fujifilm bomb of inspiration, of motivation, and of course of, of, of knowledge. Each of them will be showing their skills, you know, sharing their their tips and techniques. Damien will be uh, coming coming there with a with a model. He will be actually performing a live photo uh, portrait shoot on stage, which will be tethered and you know presented live on the screen. So people will really work how how he We will, will, will really see how he creates his magic. So. Uh, yeah, that's in a nutshell, right? I could keep talking, so you have to always interrupt me. I'm the guy who talks too much. No, that's all
0: right. <laughs> I'm a man of few words, so you keep going. No, but but you know what? It's really something to see somebody at work live, and because you can you can watch them think, and you can see them make mistakes and correct them, and that, I mean. You can watch all the videos you want and, and read all the articles you want, but actually to see somebody do it and if they're explaining what they're doing along the way, it's it's uh,
1: priceless, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, very often, very often, and that it, certainly is the case of Damien, uh, I already had this chance of seeing him work and photographing, you know, models, uh, um, uh, you know, with lighting. And uh, this is very often much more simple than we think. We are uh, we're seeing these amazing image, images, you know, and, and, and wondering, oh my God, what's the this setup? This, this must take years to even, you know, uh, to learn it, to comprehend what's, what's... but it's simple. It's simple. When you, when you, once you learn it, it's actually a very simple process of, of, of how he, he's lighting the models, how he's very often using one, one source of light and so on, you mm-hmm. know? So it, I think it'd be like an eye opener for, for many when you, like you say, when you will see him doing it in front of you and he's coming from a from a um, actually from a tv television background you know he, he worked many many years at bbc uh, as a as a, you know lighting mm-hmm. di- director or i don't know exactly you know function he was but he was basically uh, lighting the, the f- television shows so i think he kind of you know took all this experience and put it into his still photography and yeah that's why his unique style
0: yeah, that that would be that would be worth the trip alone. I think to watch him work.
1: I think each of those, you know, uh, whoever you take. I mean, we don't have to take like uh, uh, when you take Elia Locardi. You know, it's, his landscape work is just astonishing. When we take Valerie, I think you take one of those four photographers. It's 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 worth the trip. <laughs> so, but we packed four of them, and we will wrap up the the entire event with a uh, with a panel discussion on stage where all of us will be sitting and basically having a wonderful photography chat. You know, I'll be asking them questions, all the people from the audience, the participants of the, of the workshops will be uh, able to ask questions. So, uh, I can't wait, you know, it's six weeks from now. Um, uh, <clears throat> we are, the, the, event is sold in approximately two thirds. So there are still some spots. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if some of your listeners would be interested, uh, um, would be amazing to, 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 see you there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's six weeks from now we are recording it on the, on the January 14th, um, six weeks from now.
0: So how would somebody fo- learn more about, uh, about the event?
1: So the best way to find out more and, uh, hopefully book a spot is to visit uh, the following uh, page. It's fujilove.com forward slash live so you will get all the information you will see the ex- exact schedule and titles of of uh, individual presentations and uh, yeah that that's the page to go fujilive.com/live and how much does it cost so the entire weekend you uh, which gives you the access you know you buy, you buy a ticket which gives you access to all of those sessions costs uh, 3.99 us this is the okay. whole event of uh, and this is 8 presentations the panel discussion in the end uh, let me also mention if it's if it's allowed we we have a partner it's not a sponsor per se mm-hmm. it's a partner but a partner the most appropriate partner I think for this kind of event we partnered with Fujifilm us oh, who that's great the guys will be around uh, Fujifilm us will come with their technicians which will have a um, you know a setup in the main studio. Uh, you will be able to check out the latest fujifilm gear so the cameras the lenses and you will also uh, have a chance to bring to gi- give your camera for a for a quick tech technical set uh, checkup so you you know the the I think I guess that's how we call it right the checkup the camera checkup so mm. ca- you you can have your camera checked by by fujifilm technicians there on on the um, in the studio during the event so are you going to have the two Steves there from New Jersey? Exactly, the two Steves are coming. Yeah, that's <laughs> Steve and Steve. Right, <laughs> I've talked to both of them. I'm pretty sure. I, I know for sure one of them is coming, but I could imagine why not. I, I hope both of them are there. So um, we have also another partner. It's um, it's a photography shop retailer from from the New York, uh, Photocare, and uh, Photocare is helping us with. Uh, with um, you know spreading the word with um, setting up the um, the aperitif for example after the after the event where all of the participants and photographers can mingle you know talk together and uh, so we have Fujifilm US and photocard these, these are our two partners um, helping us with organizing this event aperitif you mean you mean booze Let's, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically that's what it is, but it's happening in the end. So, you know, we are full of inspiration and motivation already, and it's just this dot that's over right. I, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So will
0: everybody have an opportunity to interact with each other and with uh,
1: with the instructors as well? Absolutely, that's the idea. You know, so between individual sessions, there will be short breaks, it's all happening in a in a it's a big studio, it's a big area kind of, you know, place, so anyway, we are all in there, you know, people talking to each other, the photographers, also the the, the speakers, The, uh, you know, uh, just spending this weekend together, basically, so, uh, yeah, it would be wonderful, you will have a chance to talking, and, you know, to, to Damien, Karen, Valerie, Elia, and uh, it's, it's just amazing, and in the end, on Sunday evening, after the panel discussion, we have this... Um, we have the booze sec- uh, session, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that's, that. But... That's when we will be making, you know, friends for life, hopefully.
0: Yeah, very cool, very cool. So,
1: how'd you happen to pick New York? Oh, well, uh, you know, I don't know. This is a good <laughs> question. No idea. I mean, where to start if not in New York? I mean, uh, I happened to, to run one photography, uh, street photography workshop in New York. In uh, uh, It was... October last year mm-hmm. but actually didn't have anything to do with this I mean the, the idea of Fuji Love Live of this event uh, the the idea um, was there already before um, I, don't I don't know I just you know I know why because till November last year uh, I have never been to US really and basically I dreamt about visiting right about visiting New York and seeing the, the city so I thought why not to combine those two things just my purely egoistic (laughs) you know wish of visiting new york and yeah it's such an amazing place to be and uh, um, that's the way to do it so how did you like it there i loved it absolutely i was uh, you know i had um, so i i have never been to u.s before october last year and um being in europe uh, if you are not if you don't visit u.s yourself you you know you have a uh image in your head of, of the place right or, or mm-hmm. you know different it's such, such a huge country so you have you know you have some kind of um, ideas and images in your head you know based on movies books and so on uh, so, but i must say yeah it was pretty pretty close to what i was imagining plus plus much more i mean i just love the place and of course as a photographer as a street photographer uh, it's just I don't know. You must know about it. You you must have sh- shot in New York, right, yourself. I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Yeah, I love it there. Uh, but I, I'm always
0: interested in people's impression of our country who come from other places. Because you I, know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody thinks we walk around carrying guns and...
1: and well <laughs> committing crimes or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you know, every place has different faces, right? Uh I yeah, it, I it? was the one who was shooting, <laughs> 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 and I loved it. People were so nice, you know, friendly, mm-hmm. open, helpful. Really, I, I was, honestly, I was, po- I was not surprised, but I was more than positively impressed. Yeah,
0: I know. People always say that uh, New Yorkers are mean and crabby. I don't think so at all. I I I, I come from a very friendly place, and mm-hmm. I think people are nice there. Mm-hmm. Overall, you know, unless they're on their way to work or something. But so, what was your favorite part of New York? What what impressed you the most? Oh, this is this is a
1: tough one because uh, you know being there for the first time. Of course, everything, every place is kind of new, kind of exotic. But I have mm-hmm. to say, okay, this probably what impressed me or like left you know the this biggest impression on me was now let me not. Uh, mess up here you know it was uh, first time I was being hit there so I, I guess it's called Jackson Heights Mm-hmm. where is the district the kind of like a um, it's a Latino district I guess and uh, yeah if I maybe I'm mistaken but I think it's a Latino mm-hmm. Latino kind of district you know so it's I mean it's incredible in New York you you you, you travel with the with the subway you know a couple of stations and you feel like it's a different country oh yeah uh, so, this place, I, I'm pretty sure it was Jackson Heights. So, um, uh, crazy. Like, just, you know, people selling stuff and uh, on the streets and uh, cooking on the streets, frying and so little shops and like, you know, this, this this mix of old and new. And just, yeah, for, for street photographs, just a paradise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It makes it so much easier. It makes it easier, I, yeah. It's... Yeah. It, 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 to me, when i go there it's overwhelming because there's just so much
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and you know do i go this way do i go that way and it's
1: i think it's almost a good idea when you when you're going for the first time to new york to kind of i mean to photograph to maybe like choose an area mm-hmm. and explore any you know given one area uh, i mean if, if you're staying there a week it's you know one district is enough uh, because yeah it's a such a huge city, right? Yes, it is. It is, but it's it's actually small too,
0: geographically.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, in some way. But it's just packed. It's so dense, right? Mm. Uh, that's right. So next time you next time you come back, you're
0: gonna have to come and see the real America, because that's not what the rest of us are like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's a good it's a good taste. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so I, understand,
1: I understand I can I can imagine New York is a is a is a yeah I don't know exception or is it you know
0: it is a but... special
1: place but I can imagine there is so many exceptional you know and different places because I mean because it's it's just so huge uh, the whole country
0: yeah it's pretty big it's pretty big I still haven't been to every state
1: mm-hmm uh, uh, yeah I, anyway and so Back to, you know, to the event. Yeah, back to the event. Yeah, to the the event. Sorry I'm, about I'm, that. I just wanted to say that, I'm. I, yeah, I'm happy it's happening there. You know, for people traveling, and we have some people traveling from abroad, it's a, you know, it's an easy place to travel, right? Mm-hmm. So you can fly in directly and, you know, grab the cab and you are in, in you know, where you have to be. So, yeah. Um, uh, People started asking, uh, people from the U.S. started asking why not L.A., when L.A. or San Francisco, whatever. And, you know, people from the U.K. started asking about London. Sure, of course. I hope it's it's a success. It seems like it will be a a nice event. And uh, let's see what the future brings. I have, of course, some ideas. And probably if we had organized a second one, you know, in 2018, I would choose probably a completely different location. uh, I
0: I think your number two choice would be Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, without question. And this would be based on what? Why would you? Uh, I live there. <laughs> That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Okay. <laughs> definitely consider this place. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: I'm just. Uh, I'm just messing with you. So, um, Fuji love itself. I, is, I think it's become quite a phenomenon. I, I have to tell you a story. I was at... Um, we have a uh, photography club here, Cleveland Photographic <laughs> Society. It's hundred over 125 years old. Fabulous group. And every year, a couple times a year, they have a beginning photography class that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I help with it. On the first night, they have volunteers come in and help people with um, with their camera. They go over the basic settings and things because they're all beginning photographers so and i'm the guy i'm the guy they give oddball cameras to because mm-hmm. i i own fuji i used to shoot with canon but so matter of fact i was with a real nice lady who had an xt10 which i've never had my hands on now i want to get one but um there was another photographer there uh, she's a commercial photographer and she started using fuji um last year and then she just bought the xt2 and she's saying, oh, don't you just love it, this and that? And she goes, I just love this magazine, Fuji Love. <laughs> I go, that, yeah. I, I said,
1: I'm going to be talking to him in a couple of days. So that, yes, goes, you're kidding. That's nice to hear, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, uh, we have. Well, she, she has
0: a request for you. So I'm going to deliver the request. She said, why doesn't he include the EXIF data with the photos?
1: yeah we we're getting this request i have to really? ad, admit quite reg- regularly and uh, i i'm currently looking to it you know um it would be great it's just you know it's it's a matter of let's say discipline
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the writers delivering me you know uh, those exif data uh, you know information without mistakes i mean i basically i can't check every single exif you know data for, for every image Uh, I mean, I could, and of course, in some cases I can recognize if there would be a mistake, you know, of uh, if there would be, I don't know, if if it would say F22 instead of F1.4, probably I could, you know, notice it, but uh, it's just this. I'm kind of trying to find out the way and the system of of the writers delivering me this information in a very organized manner, right? So I, because I wouldn't like to, to publish a mistaken exif. In for next to any given image, yeah, that's that would be bad. I'll
0: tell you what, if you figure it out, let me know, because I'm up against the same
1: thing. When you publish Exif do you publish Exif data, right?
0: Only, only if the
1: photographer gives it to us. Are you checking it very closely, like you know? Um, I mean, how do you make sure it's a there is no mistake? I'm just so afraid. I mean, I mean, I mean, no control freak. <laughs> so that's why the magazine looks so
0: nice. Um. No, I, do, I just have to trust them. I'm mm-hmm. not going to open the image up. I mean, and we publish hundreds, mm. hundreds of we have thousands of images in our catalog. And um, I'm not going to open it up and, and look at the metadata on each one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just no, there's just no time.
1: Yeah. That, so that's definitely something I'm, I'm looking into. And uh, I, I would say... Um, Sooner than later, this this information will be also published. Yeah, next to the next next to images.
0: Maybe if um, if there's some genius techno geek listening and they have they have a way to extract it automatically. Um, well,
1: maybe we could use that. Alright. Basically, I, I guess with most of the uh, files, when you open them up in Lightroom, uh, you have the EXIF right on the mm. uh, unless it was. Intentionally removed from the file, which is also possible. Sometimes, yeah, that happens quite
0: a bit. I um, I can get um. I can get it. I don't know if it's in Finder. I use uh, I have a Mac and I use Pathfinder. Okay. And if I right click, um, right click on the file name, and choose, I think it's Get Info, and it, it'll give you everything. Okay, but great. Just not... scroll down. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that's a great tip. I'll have a look at the Pathfinder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Pathfinder. It's it's just a souped up version of Finder. I think you can do it on Finder too.
1: Okay. Um, I just yeah. haven't tried. Yeah, I will look into it. Yeah, soon. So those of you listening and who who hate me for not publishing the exit info, I will look. Into, <laughs> I promise.
0: <laughs> oh, I just I told her I'd pass on the uh, pass on yeah. the request. So I had to. Yeah, do it.
1: say hello from me. Tell tell your friend. I'm, I will. I'm working on it. Working. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: So, anything else you need to tell us about what's going on in Fuji Land, Fuji
1: or Fuji, Fuji Love Land? Well, actually, uh, you must be informed. It's uh, we are just now in we we are recording this podcast on January fourteenth. Just ahead of us, a very very exciting week for Fuji Film. Uh, people are expecting some um, announcements. Mm-hmm. So I guess there are some <laughs> some cameras to be to be expected and uh, possibly a lens or two. Um, I mean it's not uh, it's not a it's not a big um, uh, you know. I mean we we can all talk about what's expected. So basically we are expecting the 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 uh, follow up model to the X100T. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I would say it's very probable that it will happen and. Uh, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this one because it's a it's a yeah considered by many the the street photographic right lineup line. So I'm really excited excited about this one, uh, and what the, you know improvements will be.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't
1: think I'm gonna buy a new one. Oh, who knows? Who knows? You'll never know.
0: You you don't know.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so you know, so um, I, I think it's the everybody's talking about the January nineteenth. So it will be the day of some of some uh, Fujifilm announcement. So uh, it's what it's five days from now. So yeah, it's a very exciting week. Good. Uh, so make sure you you follow Fujilaf, You know the website will be reporting as soon as soon as Fujifilm yeah drops the bombs. <laughs> I
0: will. I will. I'm really pleased to see that uh, Fuji itself is is involved with the, your event. It seems like they've tended to shy away from um, other things like that. You know, hats off to you for getting them involved.
1: Yeah, thank you. No, I contacted them friendly, you know, with a fr- friendly request. Uh, yeah, exactly. I happened to be in New York last last year in in October, so I you know I I called up and I met with um, with someone from the from the um, marketing team of, of Fujifilm US and, um, you know, they, they, they reacted really wonderful. I mean, they, they, they thought, yeah, sure. I mean, you are doing something, you know, a, it's an event happening around our brand. It's, it's, it's about our brand, about our cameras. So uh, why would we not, you know, uh, show up and say, hi, they were really friendly. I have to say, uh, yeah, great contact, wonderful conversations. And so I'm of course, very, very thankful to, to them also, because they also help spreading the word and, uh. Um yeah, looking forward. This is really great, great uh, work together here, at, there at the event, you know, with, with them.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, well, Tomáš, I've, I know I've taken a lot of your time. Is there any, Anything else you want to leave us with before we go?
1: Uh, as usual, you know, uh, I hope your camera is next to you. <laughs> and uh, keep shooting, you know. Um, you never know where, when the best... Photographic opportunity, you know, just re- reveals itself in front of you. So um, I must say I, I am spending a, a lot of time with uh, with the X 70 recently mm-hmm. It is this is the, 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 the small, you know, smallest actually is the smallest camera from the from the Fuji Film X Series, but it has the same excellent sensor, you know, which uh, the X 100 um, You know s has and uh, it's so and it's really small. So there is really no excuse. I mean, this one is really pocketable so yeah that's what I would uh, anyway always suggest just keep your camera next to you because you never know. That's right. You don't. You don't. You don't know when
0: um uh, when Bigfoot's going to go running through your backyard.
1: Right. right. That's Sasquatch. A, that's a native speaker translating my my, my, my
0: my ramblings i'm sorry it, yeah it's, no it's, it's great
1: a... you know i'm learning english I, i'm getting better <laughs> but you know like the idioms and this kind of things it's still you know I, have to, yeah, but... I will write it down when i listen to a recording and you know dig it up and <laughs> <laughs> and practice so yeah now bob thanks so much it's really uh, I, I appreciate you having me and you know and talking about the uh, f- um fuji uh, love life and um Thank you so much, this means a lot to me, you know.